Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. afternoon lord we thank you for your mighty hand that is upon us as a church we thank you lord for your anointing we thank you for the blessings we thank you for your presence with us this afternoon spirit of god we ask that you speak to us this afternoon let our lives not be the same as we came let the ancient words be heard let it ring in our ears and we ask of God that they will bring a change, a transformation, and exaltation in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time. Sunday services for some few weeks, we've been sharing about a certain season. We've been talking about a certain season. And we have been talking about how God gives us pastors in seasons of our lives. 
during certain seasons of our lives that God gives us certain men of God, certain women of God to stir up conditions in our lives to allow God to bless us. Hallelujah. And we have encountered many, many seasons, many, many seasons that God has stirred up his men or his servants to allow certain blessings to come upon them. Last week, we read several scriptures that showed us that God will only come to us or will always come to us through his chosen servants. Hallelujah. God will always come to us through his chosen servants. And we read a scripture in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37 that Jesus was saying, unless or until we receive the men and the women that God sent to us, that God sent to us, until we receive such people, we can be waiting on God for a long time, praying unto the Lord for a long time, and seeking the face of God for a long time, but we will not find him until we say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we realize that um, if we don't do that, if we don't receive such men of God, we don't receive such women of God, he says that our house will be left unto us desolate. Amen. Some of us, our lives have been left unto us desolate because we have not received certain men of God that God has sent us. Could it be, could it be that your pool was stirred? Your pool was stirred. There was a great opportunity for you and your pool was stirred and you did not receive the man of God or the woman of God at that time that God had for you. And you were looking maybe for someone else and you missed that opportunity. Hallelujah. Amen. You missed that breakthrough. Amen. When the pool was stirred, it was a period for a breakthrough. And you missed that opportunity. Amen. Amen. Rather, some of you have been throwing stones at the prophets that God sends to you. You've been throwing stones. Some of you gather and you say all sorts of things about pastors, about the servants of God. And you are throwing stones at them. You kill them. And God is saying that you, your house, you will never see him. And your house will be left unto you desolate. Hallelujah. It's not a good thing. I believe that um, some of us owe apologies to certain pastors. Some of us should call certain pastors that in your secret chambers, in your secret gatherings, you have thrown stones at them. You have said certain things to, about them. And I think you need to call them and apologize and said you were ignorant of these things, but you came to church and you were taught that this is the reason why your house, this is the reason why this condition has not gone away after you have prayed and prayed and fasted about it for so long. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. Today, um, we are not going to meet in a long time, so 
please allow me to share this very important message with you. Hallelujah. Would you give me an opportunity to share this important, and I need all of your attention because I think you are going to be blessed this afternoon. Acts chapter 8, and um, let's read from verse 26. Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. He says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth. Can we take away the um, echo? Is it? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Are these microphones all turned off? It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Arise, and go, Towards the south, not the north. Towards the south. Unto the way that goeth down. Not the one that goes left or right or that goes up. But the one that goes down. Unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza. Which is desert. Which is dusty. Which is not pleasant to walk on. But go on. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure. Do you see an important man? Can you say that this man is a wealthy man? If he is in charge of all the queen's treasure, he must be rich. The queen will not assign her treasure to the hands of a poor man. What would you do with it? He says, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. He came to Jerusalem to worship. He says, he was returning and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah the prophet or the Isaiah the prophet. He was reading a scripture in Isaiah. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near, go near and join thyself to this chariot. There are many chariots coming. There are many chariots going but not that one, not the one in the front, but this chariot. It says, go and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understand thou what thou readest. 
Do you understand what you are reading? The man has his Bible. He's doing his quiet time. He's reading a particular scripture. And you come by and you hear him and you say, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I accept some man guide me? How can I, how can I understand except some man guide me? And he desired Philip that he will come up, come up and sat with him. He, he, he desired him, come up and sit with me. You see, he welcomed Philip. He received Philip. Though he was a rich man riding in an expensive chariot, he saw this pastor who was walking barefooted, dusty feet, and running with his dusty gowns, and he saw him, and he says, come in and sit with me in my chariot. He welcomed him. Understandest thou what thou readest. And he says, except some man guide me. How can I accept some man guide me? How can I accept some man guide me? You have your Bible. You are doing your quiet time. You have opened to the right page for your breakthrough. You are just there to receive your breakthrough. What is missing is some man to guide you into the breakthrough. And God sees that you are there. You are there. You are entering your breakthrough. You have the, you have the right page. You have the page that is supposed to save you. And he says, how can I accept some man guide me? How can I? He says, and he desired Philip that he will come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamp dumped before his shearer, so opening he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? I have been meditating on this scripture. I have been doing my quiet time since I left Jerusalem. And I don't know what the scripture seems to say. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, at the same page, at the same verses, he began and opened his mouth and preached unto him Jesus. At the same scripture. The man was staring at Jesus, the Savior, but he could not. He says, how can I accept some man guide me? How can I accept some man guide me? 
He says, he preached to him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? His breakthrough has come. Because some man has come inside his life. He has welcomed a man into his life. Hallelujah. He says, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And he baptized him. And when they come, when they come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. The eunuch went on his way rejoicing. Hallelujah. You are reading the right scripture, meditating on the right scripture, your breakthrough to salvation is right there. Your breakthrough to a great life, to a wonderful life, your breakthrough of going and rejoicing on your way, you are at the right page. But he says, how can I Except some man guide me. God knew the man was there and he needed someone. He needed someone at that time to stir up the pool for him so that he will receive his salvation. So it's not just having the book. It's not just knowing the right scriptures. It's not just having the ability to read. It's not that you are not doing your quiet time. What you need is some man who will guide you. You need some man who will guide you. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how, 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 what car you ride in, no matter how expensive your chariot is, you can be a king. You may be more educated even than the pastor. But you still need a man to guide you into your blessings. And he says, until you receive such a man, until you welcome him to sit with you in the chariot, until you start having a good light, light about this man, until you start saying good things about this person, until you really come to love him, no matter who he is, your house will be left unto you desolate. You realize that immediately after this breakthrough for the eunuch, Philip was taken away. Hallelujah. That was his moment. I said that was his moment. And he could have said, who are you? What is this? Clear off. These bucklers that are on the road stealing from people. 
These people that come and say they are pastors and they are doing us, this is the kind of talking we talk when we are at our homes. This is the kind of conversation we have. That raising money all the time, asking and doing this and doing this. What is this? What is? I'm tired of this kind of churches that is always asking about money. Who is this? But he says, how can I, how can I accept some man guide me? He could have said that. And he would have continued on. The water was there, ready for him to be baptized. And he would have passed by. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? Rich man, but he was not saved. And like most of us, college degree, but no job. You finish your school, but you can't pass your board exams. Hallelujah. You have green card, but life is not good. You can't see it up. You don't know where you are going. In fact, some of you are citizens. There is no difference between you and Obama. In fact, if you want, you can choose and stand for president. You qualify. But life does not seem to go any direction for you. Do you understand why? Do you understand understand why life is like this for you? Understand why your breakthrough has not come. And he says, how can I accept some man guide me? How can I accept some man guide me? Do you understand why the marriage is not working? How can I accept some man guide me? Do you understand why you don't have a husband? How can I accept some man guide me? Except I welcome some man into my life. Do you understand why you don't have a wife? How can I accept some man guide me? Do you understand why you are always broke? How can I? How can I accept some man guide me. Do you understand why you have a job but there is nothing in your bank account and you say how can I accept some man guide me? I tell you you can have the right page the right job, the right salary but there is nothing good about your life and you ask yourself why? How? Accept some man guide you. Hallelujah. You are married, you have children, you have a job, you have nice cars, but there's no happiness in your life. There's no joy, there's no peace in your home. In fact, there is always fight in your home. Understand that why life is like this for you. You say, how can I accept some man guide me? Amen. How can I? And I tell you, once it is a man, you have to understand that he can also make mistakes. And he can also even have problems like you. Amen. He doesn't have his papers, but he's praying for you for his, your papers. And you see, when you don't understand spiritual things, you say, if you have prayers and you have power to pray for papers, why don't you pray for yourself and have papers? See, you don't understand spiritual things. 
God will always use a man. He will still use a man who also does not have his papers. He will still use a man who is not married. He will still use a man whose marriage is not working. He will still use a man who is also broke. But if you can receive and say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. It's not blessed is he who has, his, who has a good job. It's not blessed is he who has a good marriage. It's not blessed is he who has money. It's not blessed is he who is not broke. But blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is why, that is why no matter how offensive you get of your pastor or the man of God that God has sent to you, no matter how he offends you, you have to rise up above the offense and be able to receive him because your breakthrough, it is in the hand of this man. Your breakthrough, if you are going to break through, it is in the hand of who God sends to you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? I said, just give me a little time. Let me share some message with you. Genesis chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. And um, Genesis 20, and let's read from verse 1. It says, and Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. You see, Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. You see, so this thing that you also do, it has been done before. Do you see? So if I stand here and I'm preaching and I say, you know, this brother and a sister came and I met them and I asked, oh, so who is she? Is it, she's my cousin. Meanwhile, she's not your cousin. And I say, a certain brother came to me and I, she introduced, he introduced this one to me as a cousin. Now later on, I found out they are pregnant. And if I am preaching, don't say he's preaching about me. That which has been is that which shall be. There is no new thing. Amen. The man, is his, the man has a wife, but she says, that's my sister. He says, and Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Because you come to my land and I, I see a beautiful girl with you. And I say, who is this beautiful girl that is walking around with you? You say, oh, that's my sister. That's my sister. Eh. So he sent to get the sister. The king sent to bring the sister. Verse 3. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. 
For the man which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. That is why if you're a Christian, your wife says she's traveling here, she's going to this place, she's, don't worry. God will watch over your wife for you. I say God will watch over your wife for you. You can leave your wife and travel, don't worry. Say, this guy, he has raps. I don't want him around my wife. I don't want him to be talking to my wife. Don't worry. God will take care of your wife. Hallelujah. Amen. You can give all the raps you want to my wife. God will take care of her for me. Hallelujah. And you'll be a dead man if you come around. He says, thou art but a dead man. Hallelujah. And Abimelech, verse 4, and Abim, but Abimelech had not come near her wife, her, her. And he said, Lord, would thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister? And she, even she herself, said, he's my brother. Now, in the integrity of my heart, and the innocency of my hands have I done this. See, that's a good prayer to pray when you do certain wrong things. You say, it is the integrity of my heart and the innocency of my hand have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore, I suffered thee not to touch her. Amen. Amen. So, Abimelech was trying, but the thing was not working. I tell you, don't be afraid of any man that comes near your beloved, any man that comes near your wife, any man that is trying to come around. Just leave it in the hands of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you too, it means that, you know, when you get to certain women and something is happening, understand that God is withholding you. Don't be taking Guinness and be drinking all sorts of cocktail and be drinking alcohol and Viagra and be taking all sorts of things to force yourself by all means to do certain things. God is withholding you from the woman. God is helping you from sin. Some of you, you go to the African market and buy all sorts of concussion and be drinking all sorts of things. All sorts of bitters. And you... you it's, not, it's not a good thing. Be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Amen. So he says, therefore I suffered, I suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore, restore the man his wife. For he is what? A prophet. And he shall what? Pray for thee. And thou shalt what? Live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die. Thou and all that thine heart. Amen. Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning 
and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears. And the men were so afraid. Then Abimelech called Abram and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sowest thou that thou hast done this thing? Amen. You see, Abimelech, a king, and the Lord actually came to Abimelech. Do you see? So Abimelech was in this trouble. Abimelech was in this serious trouble which could cause his death. His life was on the line. And the Lord came to him. The Lord actually came to Abimelech. And the Lord was having conversation with Abimelech. And you would think that the Lord could have saved him. But he told him, I can save you only if you will go to this prophet. There has to be a man to stand between you and I for me to be able to save you. So God came to Abimelech and he says, I withheld you. I prevented you from sinning because I don't want you to die and I want to save you. And Abimelech, if I was Abimelech, I would say, Lord, but if you are here and we are chatting, you see, it's not like they were talking back and forth because God was asking him and he was answering and speaking back and forth. And he says, Lord, if you are here, why don't you just save me? Why don't you just deliver me? Just forgive me. Wash me. Just whatever. Cleanse me. And I'll be purified. And I'll be free. He says, I want to. I want to save you. That is why I came. But you need to go and get this man. That he will come and stand between you and I. How can I be saved? Except some man come between us. Abimelech was talking directly with God. God has a desire to save him. But he says, go, go and speak to this prophet. Go and talk to this prophet that he may stand in so that you will not die. And if you don't, if you don't and you are angry with him and you say, he also lied to me. How many of you understand that the prophet also lied? But God was not focusing. God did not even bring in and discuss that it was not your fault. The prophet also lied. And this time, I will spare you and I will deal with the prophet, but let me let you go. But he said, go and see this prophet that he will stand in and pray for you. Amen. 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 And do you understand the word that I'm sharing this afternoon? He says, go and seek this prophet. God will always bring a man in between for your breakthrough. And if you don't rise up to understand that, that these are spiritual things and this is how God works, you will always push the man aside. And he says, it is you and I, God. Let us talk about this. Hallelujah. It is you and I. Abimelech must have been very bored with the prophet. He must have been very angry with the prophet. And you could see the conversation. He said, why do you bring this sin on us? Why do you let us go through this? 
Now, can you still receive from your pastor when he has lied to you? Can you still receive from your pastor to pray for you to live when he has offended you? Can you still welcome him into your life when you see something wrong with him? When you see that he's also struggling, he's also not a truthful man, he's not all righteous. But still, that is the man that God will use. That is the man that God will use to save you. I said, that is the same man that God will use to save you. Hallelujah. That is the same man. Amen. Acts chapter 9. I shared with you a rich man that is reading the right scriptures. And I'm sharing with you a king that has personal conversation with God. And in both of these people, God needs a man to come between them. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 9. I hope somebody is understanding what we are sharing this afternoon. Verse 1. He says, And Saul, and Saul, yet breathing out threatening and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So this was Paul going around persecuting the churches and killing them who were of this way. That means the ones who were Christ's followers. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly, there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said. Lord what will thou have me to do? I am Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. And he said Lord. What would you have me to do? What should I do? I didn't know. So now, what should I do? My life is in trouble. I am in danger. Now, tell me, what should I do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Jesus, whom thou persecutest, and I am not happy with you, and I have come to deal with you one on one. 
Lord, what would you have me to do? What should I do? Arise. I can't tell you now. Because what I have to tell you, I cannot deliver it to you. You need to arise and go to the city. And it shall be told thee what you ought to do. It shall be told thee what you ought to do. And the man which journeyed with him stood speechless and heard a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Now the man was in trouble. So he started fasting and praying for his sight. He says, he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Dry fast. I need my vision. I am blind. I need my eyes to be open. I am praying to the Lord. I am asking you, Jesus. I encountered you. I need you to open my eyes. I need my eyes to be open. There are certain things that my eyes are closed on. I need my eyes to be open. I don't know whom to marry. I need my eyes to open. I don't know where to live. I need my eyes to be open. I don't know where to choose, what job to work. I need my eyes to be open. I am blind and I am fasting for three days, seeking the face of God. And I need my eyes to be open. He says, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the street, which is called straight. Not the other one, not the crooked one, the one which is called straight and inquire. In the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, not Saul of Arabia, not Saul of Damascus, but Saul of Tarsus, I have a thing for him. I have a breakthrough for him. I need to open his eyes. He is praying, and I need to visit him. I need for someone to open his eyes. I have a plan to bring light into his life. I have a plan to bring a change into his life. He is praying, arise and go to that particular man. Amen. For behold, he prayed. He's calling upon me. I was with him. He is calling upon him. I heard him praying. I hear his prayers. And I'm bringing him answers. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And had seen a vision. He says he is praying. He prayed and had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. A man has to come and lay his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Hallelujah. Michael, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? That he might receive his sight. 
Amen. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy sins at Jerusalem. He talks about pastors. Lord, I don't know if this guy is really faithful. The way he behaves in the church, I cannot trust him. He says, Ananias, listen, listen, listen. The man is praying. He's seeking me. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Could not Jesus have told Paul all these things? But he's bringing the message. That message, Paul did not know that he is called. He's a chosen vessel. He's going to be the one who is going to witness to the Gentiles. He did not know that Jesus had plans for a great ministry for him. But he has placed that call through a man who will guide him into that blessing. Into that blessing. For I will show him great things. He must suffer for my name's sake. He could have told him right there and says, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. And this is what you are going to do. This is what I want from you. This is what I... He asked him, in fact, he says, Lord, tell me what thou want me to do. And he says, I will send another man. Another man. Amen. And Ananias went his way. And entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, who appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, he had done what? He had done what? He had done what? He has done what? He has sent me. He has sent me. Unless Thou say, blessed is he. Blessed is he. Amen. He says, he has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scaled and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Paul met Jesus face to face. And he could have said, when Ananias came, and he says, come here. Kneel down. Let me pray for you. He could have said, Listen. We, we have seen Jesus face to face. You are coming by vision and you are coming by dreams. We have encountered Jesus face to face, broad daylight. What are you? Who are you? What have you done? What have you seen? What have you encountered? What have you survived? You can never be too great for a man of God to lay hands on you to pray for you. You can never be too anointed for a man of God to lay hands on you to pray for you. You can have an encounter with Jesus himself. But for your calling and for answers 
for your eyes to be opened into your breakthrough for that great ministry that he has for you. You need a man who will guide you into that calling. You need a man. Amen. Can I read one more story with you? Are you sure? How many of you think we can read one more story? Let me see by show of hands. How many of you think we should end? Because I was ready to end. Let me see by show. It's no sin. It's, it's truth. Are you sure? Because I have a lot to share with you. Are you sure? Sarah has given me the okay, so I'm going on. Sarah says I should go ahead and share. Acts chapter 10. So we encountered a rich eunuch who was riding an expensive chariot that God sends a man to. We encountered a king who had a visitation from God that God sends a man to. We have encountered a future pastor who had a clear vision and a direct encounter with Jesus Christ himself that God sends a man to. Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man. Now, a devout man means someone who is thoroughly good, thoroughly righteous. He says, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So look at Cornelius' resume. He is a thoroughly good man, one who feared God and was a generous man. He gave alms and he prayed to God how often? Always. Always. Cornelius has been praying to God all the time. We don't know. The Bible does not tell us what he's praying about. The Bible does not give us the questions that he was putting before God. What he was seeking answers for. He says he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. Now, he saw in a vision evidently means that there was no two ways about that. It was a clear vision. Evidently means that it was illicit. It was clear. It's not a type that, the one that you have. And you say, ah, I don't know. Was I seeing Jesus or was I seeing this? Was I, I wasn't sure. It's not like that. I mean, we all can have that also. But this one, the Bible says evidently. And it was 3 p.m. So it's not like he's... 2 a.m. sleeping and because of the food you ate. Do you see? He's not dreaming from food. He says he saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, Cornelius, 
And when he looked on him, he was afraid. You see, a lot of times we are praying, we want to see God. But if an angel comes, the thing is that you'll be afraid. You will run and leave the angel. So he says, one day Cornelius was praying about 3 p.m. And an angel comes to him. And he says, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. He says, your prayers have come to God's attention. The prayers that you have been praying always, the thing you've been asking for always, it has come to God's attention. And Cornelius might have said, oh, finally, finally. And he says, not only that, thine arms also have come to God's attention. Your arms have also come to God's attention. Your giving, they have come to God's attention. And he would have said, oh, after all these years of sowing, they say we should sow and I'm sowing. They say we should give and I'm giving. They say support healing Jesus and I'm supporting. All these years, he says all thine arms, they have come finally to God's attention. He says, and he said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before me, before God. And that is why I have come. That is why I have been sent. That is why God has brought me to bring you answers. That is why God has sent his angel to bring solutions to Cornelius' non-stop prayers. Because the Bible says he's praying always. I can imagine how Cornelius will quickly grab a pen and grab a book. Because this has been many years of prayers. Grab a notebook and he's ready to start writing the answers. So the angel says, here is the answer to all your prayers. I have come with the answer. And he says, go ahead. Verse 5. He says, now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lodged with one Simon Etana whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. God is amazing. I said God is amazing. And unless you search the scriptures and understand, you will not say to them, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He says all the years of your prayers, I have heard you. Since the time you started praying, they have actually come before God as a memorial. They are written before God, all your prayers. None of them has gone that we don't remember in heaven. And I, that is why I have come. Send men, send men, and call on one Simon, a particular Simon. There is a particular Simon. There is a particular pastor 
who has answers to all of your prayers, to all of your almsgiving, there is a particular pastor that you need to find. Hallelujah. Now, this is why some people don't get it. He says, he lodged with one Simon, Etana, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. I don't want you to be confused, he says, with any other Simon. It's not any other man of God. It's not any other one. There is one particular one that I want you to locate. And I'm giving you clear direction so you can get to him. Simon probably must have been a common name. Because there was Simon Peter and there's Simon the Tanner. I don't know about other Simons. But there is one particular man of God. There is one particular Simon. And that is where I want you to go. He said, this particular one, he doesn't even look great. He doesn't even have a place of his own. He doesn't even own his own church. He runs a church from some other church. He lives with with someone. He lodges with someone. But I'm not talking about the landlord. I'm not talking about Simon the Tanner. He, when you see him, he looks very great. He looks like he owns the place. He looks very rich and he looks like he's anointed. But that is not the one that I'm talking about. I am talking about a particular Simon. There is a particular Simon that you need to know. And I'm giving you direction so you don't miss him. Don't get confused. Do not get confused. Don't get confused. Hallelujah. I say God will give a man in everyone's life in a certain season. And there are certain things that you can never do until that man comes into your life. There are certain things that you can never handle. There are certain heights that you can never reach until that man comes to your life. Until that man comes to your life. Say, don't get confused. You know, I mean, God is just amazing. He says, I don't know why he made Peter live in another Simon the Tanner's house. He says, but I'm not talking about the landlord. He's also Simon. He's Simon the Tanner. I know him. He owns the place. He is the big guy. He is Obuntia. But for this particular season, for this particular thing, for you to ever get this revelation, for this particular answer, I have an answer through this particular man. Amen. Amen. He's a guy that is in Simon the Tanner's basement. You really have to find him. He doesn't look like the type that you will expect that all your answers, all the questions will come from him. I say, God will send you a specific man to do a specific thing in your life, to bring specific answers in your life. Hallelujah. Some of you are, you you, you need certain answers to your prayers, which will come only under a particular ministry. I say certain answers, they will come only under a particular ministry. There are certain answers, there are certain lives, there are certain heights that you attain only under a particular ministry. And if you cannot receive and you continue to look back and still hang on to what I have left and what I am missing, you will still be left desolate in your house. I am sharing the word of God with you. 
I said, I am sharing the word of God with you. Your house will be left unto you desolate. If you cannot humble yourself and come to that state to say, blessed is he who has come this season to stir the pool for me at this season. If you don't settle yourself and focus, that you'll be ready to jump in the pool this season. You ride by the pool like the Ethiopian eunuch. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody this afternoon. He says he lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spoke unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. Someone who ought to be with him continually is the one that he sends. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Hallelujah. While you are around during that ministry which God has given you for that season and the pool is being stirred, beloved, focus. I say focus. Have your attention on that ministry and do not be distracted from that ministry and be ready to receive what God has for you because there are other Simons and there are other Simons and there are other Simons. But he says, there is this particular Simon that has the answer. There is this particular Simon that you need to go to. There is this particular Simon that is bringing you the answer. And you better focus and jump in it properly because it is only for a season. It will soon pass. I say it is only for a season. It will soon pass. No man of God is in a place forever. It is only for a season. And if God is stirring the pool for that season, be ready to jump in. Hallelujah. So the angel of God comes to Cornelius with answers. And he's sending him to see a man. I don't know about you, but if it was me, if I was Cornelius, an angel in my bedroom, feely, feely, face to face, me and you, I am seeing you, angel, I am seeing you and you are seeing me, and we are talking back and forth. I don't know about you, but this is what I will say to the angel. I say, oh Lord, if you have traveled all this distance, and you have come, Finally, for all these years and you have come, for all these distance and you have brought me answers to my prayers, then give it to me right now. Let me have it right now. How about you? I don't know about you, but that is what I will say. I say, angel, give it to me right now. Give it to me right now. That is what I will say. I say, angel, if you are really having my answers and you have come, then give it to me right now. Why do we now have to go and hunt for another man? Look at all this direction that you are giving me. Even no GPS. And if what if I, 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 I get lost? All this direction that you are giving me. Even no GPS. And if what if I, 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 I get lost? If you have come, Salome, isn't that what you... That is what I will say. I say, I can't believe what you are saying, angel. You are here. And you have brought me answers. Because this type of angelic visit, they don't come rough, rough. They don't come by heart. It's not everyday encounter. Do you know how many years I've been praying 
and finally you are here and look at what you are telling me. Please give me answers. And I will lock, I'll begin to lock my doors. I say, Angel, you are not going anywhere until you give me my answer. What man? What Simon? Look at the confusion. Simon the Tanner, Simon the Peter, Simon the Baptist, Simon the Judge, all this. Please give me my answers right now. You are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. And the angel will say, This is how God works. This is the only answer he gave me. I wish I could give you the answers. I wish the answers were with me. This is what he sent me with. The only answer he sent me with is a man who will guide you. To give you direction. To go to a man who will guide you into the breakthrough. Amen. Some of you people will get to know you because of the ministry that you are in. I say some of you, you will go to certain heights because of the ministry that you are in. Some of you will be able to do certain things because of the ministry that you are in. And don't mistake it and say, it is my skill. It is because of what I know. It is because of what I can do. It is because of my knowledge. It is because of my background. It is because of my degree. Because you had that degree. You had that background. You had that skill. But you could not attain certain things until a certain man who came to guide you into certain blessings. And you need to understand that. You need to be spiritual. You need to understand spiritual things. The angel said, listen, this is how God operates. God will never give me. I, I came from him. He called me and says, look, Cornelius' answers have reached me. I have answers for him. Go and tell him that the answer that you have for him is in the hand of a man. He didn't tell me what to tell you. All he told me is to lead you to this particular man. And the reason I came is so that you don't get confused. Which Tana? Which Simon? That is why he gave specific location. He says, did you see the description? He says, and now send men to Joppa, verse 5, and call for one Simon, a particular Simon, whose surname is Peter. Don't get him confused. His last name is Peter. He lodges with one Simon, a Tana, whose house is by the seaside, not the one on the mountain. Because there's another Simon Tanner who lives on the mountain. But the one who lives by the seaside, he is the one that shall tell you what thou oughtest to do. Hallelujah. I don't have the answers. What? I don't have the answers. Tell me now, but I don't have the answers. He says, what if I go and I can't find him? What if I go and I, I can't find him? What if I go, what if I make preparation and I'm going and they say they cancel this flight? Because that's how it happened last year. We, I made preparation, you say I have the answer and I'm, I was going and they say they cancel his flight. But he's the one that has the answer for you. And so, no matter how many times he has canceled a flight, if the opportunity comes again, he is the one that has the answers for your breakthrough. How can you receive when you see a weakness in a man's life, when you see that disadvantage in a man's life? Would you still be able to receive? Would you still be able to receive? 
He says, I, brought, I have brought you the answer. The answer is to go to a man who will guide you into your breakthrough. Hallelujah. So I want you to listen to this very carefully. You may look at yourself and see how powerful you are. You may lock yourself actually in your bedroom and seek the face of God and pray and ask God for angelic visitation. And you may be seeing angels. You may be having angelic visits. Angels will come and have communication with you and will be talking with you. There will be a rendezvous. Great revelations, great knowledge. You will have wonderful revelation. God is still going to use a man to bring your breakthrough. No matter how much visitation, no matter how many angels you see, you see, and don't let that lift you up and be pumped and say, I cannot receive from another man. I am called. Who are you? I cannot receive. I am waiting on the Lord. I am waiting for angels. You are always going to need a pastor, some man who will guide you into your breakthrough. No matter what revelation you have, no matter how much of the Bible you know, no matter how much of the scriptures you know, God will always lead you to a man who will guide you into your breakthrough. Hallelujah. So those of you who always, you know, I am called, and I have dreams, and I have visions, and I dreamt this, and I dreamt that, and I saw this vision, and, I, and then you feel you are called, and you feel that, yes, you are, you, you are Amobontia, you are still going to need a man who will guide you into your breakthrough. Do not make that mistake. I say it's a big mistake when you think you don't need any other man. Hallelujah. And one of the ways, one of the sure ways you can make certain that God is really speaking to you is that he will guide you to another man. Take that revelation. He will guide you to another man. You will seek in a powerful answer, but the answer will come from another man. Sometimes the answer, it will come from a preacher. Sometimes the answer, it will come from administration. Sometimes the answer, it will come from just laying on of hands. Hallelujah. I believe that by the grace of God, you have been enlightened. And the last scripture, Exodus chapter 22 and verse 30. Exodus chapter 22 and verse 30. We are done. Exodus chapter 22 and verse 30. You know, I think um, if I begin this, we will not finish. So uh, let us pause here. And um, it is well. Hallelujah. But I, I want to assure you that no matter who you are, no matter what level you have attained, no matter how spiritual you have become, some of you, you are going through certain difficulty. Some of you are going through certain destructive life. And God is saying, I have sought for a man who will stand in the gap for you. But you don't have one. 
You don't have one. You don't have a man that you receive. You don't have a man that stands in the gap for you. He says, I want to set you free. I want to bring a breakthrough in your life. But I have sought for a man who will stand in the gap for you, between you and I. But there is none. Beloved, set your focus on the man of God that God has brought into your life for the season that you are in. And I believe your breakthrough will come from that man of God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Another step. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You don't have any. Yes. You may be as rich as an Ethiopian eunuch, but you still need a man. You may be a mighty king, who will have an encounter with God, one-on-one conversation with God, like in Abimelech. But you still need a man who will guide you into great things. You may have an encounter with Jesus. Jesus visits you in your bedroom. He sits at the end of your bed and have conversation with you. He comes to visit you. You still need a man who will guide you He says, how can I accept some man will guide me? You can have angelic visitations. Angels having one-on-one visitations and talking with you. Great revelations. You're still going to need a man who will guide you into your breakthrough. And I simply come. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Longing just we are grateful unto you, Jesus. Yes. Something else. There is a season. There is a certain season. There is a season. Would you focus in the season and be ready to jump in? For who is that for you? During that season, would you say, Blessed is he? Cometh in the name of the Lord. It is a season. It is a season. It will not be there all the time. The season will not be there all the time. Yes. It is a season. Oh, yes. Yes. It is a season. The season is here. Oh, yes. For you, it's all about you. It is a season, a season of breakthrough. You are at the right page, you are reading the right page and the right scriptures. But you still need a man. He says, How can I? How can I? It's all about you. Yes, yes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we are here. We are here as the police there. This is our season. This is our moment. This is our time. Oh, Jesus. Yes. You are God. You do what you desire. You will have your way. Father, we have our way and we have our understanding. God, we open our eyes that we understand your ways. 
Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts, transforming our minds and changing us. Father, if there be any man and woman of God that you have sent our way, that we have thrown stones at them, Lord, we ask that you forgive us and cleanse us. For our answers and our breakthrough are in their hands. Lord, send them back to us. Send us back to them. Lord, we repent this afternoon. Open our eyes, oh God, to see the men and women that you send in our lives. That we will receive them wholeheartedly. Father, help us to love them just the way they are. With their weaknesses, with their inadequacies. Lord, there are times that they may not do things right. There are times that they may lie to us like Abraham. There are times that we will not be happy with them. There are times that we don't feel like coming near them. There are times that they will take certain decisions that we are not happy about. There are times that they will 
change us from what we are doing. They will move us. They will transform us. They will change what we are doing. And we will not be happy. But Lord, give us hearts to receive them. Give us hearts to receive them. For indeed, our breakthrough is in their hands. We thank you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Jesus, you want to give your life to Christ. If that is you, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hands wherever you are. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to come to Christ. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life. I want Jesus to transform me. If that is your prayer, if that is you, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. Anyone here like that? Jesus is here to save you. Anyone here like that? Wonderful. I want all of you to join me and say this together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I have sinned. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again from the dead. I believe you rose again from the dead. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Please wash me. Please wash me. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Purify me. Purify me. This afternoon. This afternoon. I welcome you into my life. Into my life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Be my lord. Be my Lord. Please write my name. Please write my in name in the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. For saving in me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.